Welcome to episode three of Reality Chat Podcast with me, Ariel Allure. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different in that I've given up my original concept for this podcast. Let me explain. When I first created this idea in my head, it was during the pandemic. Real Housewives of Potomac was in full force, season five. And if you watch that show, you would have seen just how crazy and complex that season was for many different reasons. So that was on Braxton Family Values was on at the time. And I was going to cover all the ups and downs of the show. So the original concept was certain shows. Like I said, Real Housewives of Potomac, Braxton Family Values. I was going to do Real Housewives of Atlanta when it came back on. I was even going to do Basketball Wives when it came back on. I believe it's on now. And just for fun, because I really enjoyed the show, I was going to do RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, if you've noticed and if you've kept up with my content, I would take breaks in between. I did the episode of Real Housewives of Potomac. I took a break. I let the buildup of Real Housewives of Atlanta come up. And then, honestly, I just lost inspiration. I still watch the shows. I still watch the episodes. But I just lost my inspiration for it. And I sat down and thought about it. If you know me, which if you would like me to do a whole episode about myself, no problem. I am definitely on a journey of making sure my mental, physical, and spiritual is all in alignment. Yes, I'm one of those people that believe in the crystals and the saging and positive affirmations and numbers and the alignments and just trying to figure out this crazy thing we call life. And then I looked back at what the concept was that I was doing and it wasn't me. It wasn't necessarily the drama of the shows that attracted me to want to do this podcast. It was more so the background stories. Let me give you an example. If you've watched Real Housewives of Potomac, from the beginning. And we're going to take Karen. Karen, when she first started on this show, she was very prim and proper. She was, you know, you we are Black people in a certain society. We must be on our P's and Q's. And then during the course of the show, you've seen her transition. I do believe the drama that happened with Ray and his taxes, as well as the passing of her parents definitely influenced her and you could see a shift in her behavior a shift in how she was moving she started opening up more she started not giving a fuck about what anybody else was thinking and she started doing things for herself she made her own businesses she was traveling she was throwing these crazy parties she was being very outspoken and I love this version of Karen and I love seeing her transition the same thing can be said for example Robin Robin 
the thing that probably kept her on for so long is what is it about Juan that you decided to wait so long that you were still going to cohabitate in a household with this man that's not your husband and there was no ring and y'all still going about y'all lives if it works it works but my whole thing was what is it emotionally and mentally that got Robin to make these decisions so that was more of the way I was going to go with the show if you need another example just to round it out Braxton Family Values sidebar don't know what happened to that show do they still have new episodes but if you've watched that show then you know that their family dynamic is in shambles at first it was a thing of Tamar being the bratty little sister and it seemed like what was her issues with that why was she so spoiled then we thought it was possibly because the father had cheated on the mother and the impact that that had on all the girls more recently it's been Tracy and her setting up these boundaries and why is she so ready to pop off on everybody and I thought that it was because she might have held some type of resentment towards the sisters for going about their music careers and leaving her behind because at the time just a little history the sisters did get a record deal um, Tony was already doing her solo thing. The other sisters, Tawanda, Tracy, Trina, and Tamar, I think I got them all. They were going to have a record deal, It'd be a group. But at the time of signing, Tracy ended up finding out she was pregnant. And the other sisters decided to have to take this contract and have this group without Tracy. So I thought it was a whole thing of resentment towards that, but I'm starting to feel that it's something a little bit deeper. So those type of conversations is what I wanted to have on this podcast. At first, you know, when it came to mind, I thought it was going to be the drama of it all and all the drama that happens, but it really wasn't the drama. I think it was more so the emotional connections and trying to dissect why someone did what they did and how we can take these lessons, whether they be good or bad, and use them in our own lives to make ourselves better people. And this is what Reality Chat is, or what I would like it to be. Reality Chat is a podcast where, yes, we will talk about pop culture and we will talk about reality shows if you want, but I definitely want to because I love my guilty pleasures. And also just to have a reality check. Have a reality chat while reality check. Say that three times fast. And just dive a little deeper into different topics. And I hope to have guests in the future. Also share some of my own personal experiences. And just come up with a system, a network of people that just want to be real that don't want to do this fakeness, that don't want to do just the Instagram likes. Let us make normal famous, which kind of brings me to a documentary I watched on HBO Max. Shout out to HBO Max because they have a lot of great content. It was called Fake Famous. 
Fake Famous was kind of on the same realm if you watched on Netflix, like the social experiment, I believe it was called, the social dilemma, social experiment, where they were doing a deep dive into Facebook and how they were using the algorithms to pretty much control what you saw. It wasn't like that. It was a little different, but we're still talking about social media in which this company took three people that didn't have the craziest big following and they pretty much transformed them using all the tools to pretty much see if they can make them overnight sensations and make them go viral. Now, from the beginning, they had an open casting call. Now, this part is funny because I'm sure the casting call did tell you what you had to do. They were going to help you become a star, pretty much an influencer on Instagram, become a star. To see that many people want to be famous was actually funny. I mean, yes, who doesn't want to be famous because then you probably make a lot of money, but at what cost? And then they kind of dive deeper into it. The first problem that I semi had about this is they picked two guys and a woman and they all on their own before they did any transformation had about under 5k followers each. I want to say about 2,500 to 3,000 followers on their own, which in a way isn't bad. Hell, I would have liked them to see someone like me who has under a thousand followers and them use these same tactics on a profile such as mine and see what happens. So then they picked the three people. One was an aspiring actress. Another one, he was more of a free spirit clothing designer. He was the only black guy, mind you. And another one, I think he was like this small town boy that moved to LA and he was working with a real estate agent who was a complete prick. What was fascinating is the results. So what they did was they took your profiles and they started setting up all these photo shoots. So you take all these pictures. That part I'm not mad at. Who doesn't like a nice little photo shoot and get glam? I do like to be a glam girl once in a while. So that looked fun. But the funny part of it was how they did it. So they could, so you see a picture and it would say they're at the Ritz Carlton. No, they in the back of somebody's, in the, somebody's backyard of a place they rented out, possibly an Airbnb, taking these photo shoots and setting things up in a way to the point where you think they're living in the lap of luxury and they're really not. Yes, this is, yes, you're probably like Ariel, this is common knowledge, but it's still funny how it's common knowledge and everybody still falls for it. They had the thing of, you know, they're setting up. So it was the funniest thing. It was butter, pads of butter, and they dusted it with cocoa to look like these fancy chocolates. Instead of you drinking champagne, you're drinking apple juice. Oldest trick in Hollywood books. So if anybody thinks to this day that when you see a commercial that the food commercials is really the product food, it's not. Anybody that thinks that anyone in movies and they're having alcohol and it's really alcohol, it's not. So anybody that still believes that, sorry to burst your bubble. So they're setting up all these photo shoots and it was really interesting to see how with a good camera, you can fake an entire life. Then they started integrating. So they have these new pictures. The guy literally spends hundreds of dollars 
buying likes, followers, commenters to try and raise their their followers up. And it was insane. They also did one of the guys, the one that was like the designer. I can't think of their names right now. I apologize. And they set up a fake photo shoot where he was in the gym. So yeah, he was doing a little bit of a workout, but it wasn't at some crazy fancy exclusive club. It was just a regular old gym. You have a section, as all gyms possibly do, especially out here in LA. They have a section and you could do personal training sessions. Whatever section that was that you used for personal training, they used that for a photo shoot. Put the photos up, hoping that somehow they would start getting branding deals because they were buying these followers and buying these bots. The results were interesting. So the guy who was the small town guy who was working for the real estate agent, he actually didn't even complete the experiment. He actually had a nervous breakdown. He started getting a lot of anxiety. He felt so he put a post up and if it didn't get a certain amount of likes. Now, mind you, these likes are not only his regular people. So let's say he had 2,500. Let's say every one of his regular people did it. It was also integrated with bots. So you have fake followers. So knowing that he had fake followers, he still got into this mindset of if my picture doesn't get a certain amount of likes, it was a failure. It was a failed post. He felt like he wasn't doing his best, which is insane because it's all social media. Yes, social media brings you money. Yes, if you market it right, it can open up a lot of doors for you. Hell, I hope to use social media for my different platforms to get more recognition, to make money. But the re- my reason for it is freedom. I've come to a part where I don't want to do the typical nine to five. I'm really good at it, but I know I'm good at other things. So social media and my different platforms may be a way for me to gain financial freedom. That's it. Another person... So him, he decides he stopped the experiment. He didn't want to do it anymore because the anxiety it was doing. The other guy who was the designer, he was a free spirit. He stopped it too. He lasted a little bit longer than the real estate guy, but he stopped it too because he saw right through the fakeness and he was like, this ain't doing nothing for me. This is not me knowing that it's all fake and it's not genuine. He wanted to make a genuine connection with his followers Whoever followed him is because they genuinely like him. It is called normalizing normal. That's all it is. Not the fakery, normalizing normal. And he was just like, yo, I'm over it. I know these are bots. I know these aren't really my people. I know all these like little comments that are made. You can tell they were very genetic comments. Like, ooh, cute. Ooh, fire. It wasn't anything unique to his actual followers. You know how your followers speak. I can tell a difference between somebody random that I know or somebody that I do know because chances are when it's somebody you do know, they will say a they will comment a certain detail on the picture if they're really your people's. So he was over. He was like, look, I'm over all this fakeness. Take me out. The girl was interesting. Now she was an aspiring um actor she did a lot of you know small roles but she never got like a big hit 
And then she started putting it out and they started fueling the bots. After a while, I think, honestly, this is a girl thing. She started getting hit up with brand deals. Brands would email her, inbox her, DM her like, hey, we want to send you all this free stuff. She started getting all of this free stuff, free makeup, jewelry, health products, clothing, anything you could think of. And all they wanted to do was either probably, oh, have her do a review and post it X, Y, and Z. Now, they did it in stages. The first stage was just getting the free products. Then they started pumping her with more followers, more followers, more likes, more comments. Mind you, like I said, these are all still bots. None of it's real. And after a while, she kept getting more. She got more recognition. She even got, this was funny. She got invited to do a photo shoot with a bunch of other influencers. And it was an all-day trip. Now, here's the funny part. You think you're probably going to have some glam, you know, jet or that a car is going to get you. And you're going to be taken to these different places. Apparently, the clothing line wasn't the most well-known clothing line, if I remember. And then they literally had you on this big old bus. It was like a party bus, but it was this big old bus with all these other girls. You had to change on the bus or within the vicinity of it. So you have your suitcase. You got to take your suitcase out to all these different locations. It was about like seven different locations, I want to say. And then the locations itself were in the middle of fucking nowhere. It was like an abandoned amusement park in the middle of nowhere. And it practically took all day. So you probably had a call. You had to be downstairs by like, let's say six in the morning. You didn't get home until about 10 o'clock at night, whatever the case. And you had to do all these images. You're not getting paid for it. If I remember correctly, she was not getting paid for this. It was more so just for the exposure. Like, I guess you were taken care of, but it was the exposure. And I'm like, all these girls are crammed. You see them on the bus. Nobody is really talking or interacting with each other. And there's all on their phones. They're checking their likes. They're doing this. Yes, it is a business. But oh my God, you are not having me do a photo shoot in the middle of fucking nowhere. You over here saying you're freezing and you got like icicle snot coming out your nose. Hell no, it's not worth it. It's not. Um, It's not worth it. Then she um went to a trade show. I think the last stop on the trip was this trade show. And you meet all these other people. But it didn't seem like it was well known. It wasn't like a IMATS. Or a Comic-Con, Beauty-Con, one of those very big, well-known fairs that happen, conventions that happen where you have well-known brands. It just seemed like some off-brand conventions. So you saw the girls, they were trying to look around. They were trying to, you know, brand themselves, possibly make connections. And then she, she was exposed to how serious the business really is, where girls will be in the airport and they will have all their contacts that they made during these conventions and make a spreadsheet of it. Now, if this is your only job, social media, yeah, you're going to do something like this and you're going to go this hard. But it's just funny how you go hard for something that isn't real in my mind. Social media, a lot of times, and I, this is a very unpopular opinion, I'm going out on the ledge on this one. 
it reminds me of stocks. Stocks, it was something that is very, everybody wants it, everybody wants stocks, but you can't touch a stock. What does a stock physically look like? You know what a dollar bill looks like. You know what a hundred dollar bill looks like. What does a stock actually look like? The same thing I feel with social media. You can't touch a like. Now, they've made a way to monetize likes. So if that's what you're thinking, then hey, I'm wrong. But you can't touch a like. You can't touch a comment. It's all this fake abstract thing so then the trip ends and she goes back to LA her name is Dominique I finally remembered her name and she's still doing all this branding and as all these followers are coming up the mastermind behind it he's still spending money and pumping in more followers and more likes and then after to feed this monster it literally became a monster that needed to be fed you needed to have a certain stream of followers and likes to match all the content that was coming out. After a while, about a month or so, I want to say, she pretty much got what a lot of people think is the ultimate branding deal. And it was an all expense paid trip to an island, vacation. It was sponsored by a certain company. And I think it was a hotel at the time. I believe it was a hotel. And all you had to do was take pictures at various places of this hotel. And that was how she got paid. Now, this was filmed in 2019. Of course, when she was going to go, COVID happened 2020. And couldn't go. And the interesting conclusion to this that actually happened. So she's in her house, quarantining like the rest of us. And she started putting up these random videos no brand sponsor. Yeah, the brands were still sending her stuff, but it wasn't as much because of circumstances. And so she was just doing these random posts, probably. I don't remember exactly what she was talking about at the time. But after a while, she noticed this trend of the followers she was getting. They weren't robots. They were real people. They were real followers that were engaging with her. She has actually created a brand and actually had an engaging audience authentically and organically which is pretty great honestly so in conclusion she kind of realized to a certain degree yes the likes kind of helped yes the bots helped but she after a while I guess of getting her name out was able to create an audience and create a following of her own organically. And this all led me to my own conclusion. What does the future of reality chat look like? Well, reality chat is just that, a chat about reality. And I hope to bring experiences that may help others talk about current events I will try to keep it as lighthearted as possible and talk about reality TV. That's not going to go away. I will have snippets about that. But let's integrate something else. Let's take that reality TV show and expand on it, create a bigger picture. Let's just be in touch with each other. Let's create a network of 
normalizing reality, being normal. You don't need the fluff. You don't need the clout. Just being you is enough. Unless it's your job, if you're a rapper and a celebrity or X, Y, and Z, just know being you is enough for the world. And that's what I want to bring to Reality Chat. Thank you for listening, and I hope to see you next week. You can listen to Reality Chat with Ariel Lore on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.